Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Man, I'm so excited that you're watching us today online. We are kicking off a brand new series of messages that I'm personally really excited about. We're calling it Family Matters. And man, if today's families ever mattered, it's now. And, you know, I just believe that today's families need all the help and hope and encouragement they can get. And I want to really encourage you to share this message with your friends and invite them to be a part, you know, of these experiences because today's families need more help and hope than ever before. In fact, I like to say it this way. Today's families need more than prayer. They actually need a plan. And that's what we're going to do in the coming weeks. We're going to walk you through some steps, a plan on how you can build strong, healthy, relationships within your marriage and your family. You know, you may be uh, single and you're thinking, man, I don't know if this is really going to be relevant to me. I could not, listen, I could not encourage you to be a part of a series more relevant than this one because I'm getting ready to walk you through some life-changing questions here in a moment that I think are vital for you as you start thinking about your future, maybe a future mate. Maybe you are married, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you, you're married with kids, or maybe you're a single uh, parent, or perhaps a blended family situation. It doesn't matter what stage or season or circumstances you find yourself in. I always believe, listen, it's never too late to start doing what is right. It's never too late to begin fresh and anew of what God wants to accomplish in you and through you. And so again, today is a vital, vital message. And I really want to begin by asking a question. And the question may sound a little silly, but trust me, I'm going somewhere with it. Okay. And the question is this, have you ever uh, attempted to put together a jigsaw puzzle before? Well, let me ask you this. Do you like putting a jigsaw puzzle together? I've learned in my life there are two kinds of people on the planet, those who like puzzles and those who don't. And I fall into the camp of those who don't because I don't have the patience and maybe you don't either. But some of you, you may thrive on puzzles. You love, you know, the curiosity of putting, you know, a puzzle together. Have you ever stopped to think about what the single most important puzzle piece is to a puzzle? Now think about that for a moment. Without having this one piece it is virtually impossible to put together a puzzle. You know what that piece is? You're dying to know? Here it is. It is the box top. That's it. It is the single most important part of the entire puzzle because, because without having a clear picture of what it is you're trying to actually put together, man, it can be the most frustrating and misleading experience of your life. And you may get lucky by finding a couple of pieces that actually work and actually fit. But trust me, over the course of time, you'll probably give up and throw in the towel and quit. And the reason why is because of the frustration that you feel. You'll leave it on the table incomplete. And isn't it crazy to think that that's exactly how many of us live our lives? It's how we approach our marriage. It's how we approach raising our children. It's really a, how we approach our family relationships. In other words... 
we are trying to do everything we can to try to put something together, to try to make work. And yet at the same time, we don't have a clear picture of what it is we're actually trying to accomplish. Therefore, many people feel incomplete. Marriages are incomplete. Family relationships are incomplete and unfulfilled, never really reaching their full redemptive potential. Why? Because they didn't have clarity on where they were going and what they were trying to actually accomplish. And that's the reason why today in this series, we're kicking it off with Vision Matters. And what I mean by that is that, listen, in any relationship, we have to start with the end in mind. So again, whether you're single and desiring or aspiring one day to, to be married, or perhaps whether you're newly married, married with kids, out without, with kids, listen, it doesn't matter. Here's the key. The key is wherever you are, whatever stage, season you're in, you can always start where you are and think about, start with the end in mind of what you ultimately are trying to accomplish. Now, I want to share with you a couple of verses of scripture in the book of Proverbs. And in Proverbs, um, it, in the Bible, it's one of the most powerful books. And the reason why is because it's packed full of wisdom. Some often refer to it as the book of wisdom. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And what's awesome about that is we can actually read a chapter for every day of the month. And what's interesting is that the book of Proverbs, who is penned by King Solomon, considered to be one of the wisest men the world has ever known, it is filled with, with basically uh, a comparisons and contrast. In other words, there are things that, that, are, that are captured, principles and truths, nuggets of wisdom that have short, catchy little statements or sentences that helps us see what the principle is or the truth is, but at the same time, the contrast in terms of the consequences when we don't follow those truths or obey those principles in our lives. And in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, there's a powerful truth, and I want to share it with you, and it goes like this. Where there is no vision, or in other words, where there's no divine guidance, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, notice, happy is he. So those who follow God, those who obey God, those who honor God with their lives, they're the ones who at the end of the day are most fulfilled and happy. But the Bible also says it in the message, in that same verse, in the message paraphrase translation, it says it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, in other words, that's a divine revelation, if you will, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. You see, what, what's so powerful about um, the book of Proverbs is the fact that it is rooted in wisdom. You see, there is a divine wisdom that comes from God and there is a wisdom of the world, which is basically filled with people's opinions, people's perspectives, you know, people's philosophies. It's, it's, it's basically the, the current thought of our, of our present day culture. But the problem is, is that they always fall short. What God wants us to have is He wants us to have eyes to see and ears to hear so we follow His divine revelation, His divine guidance 
for our lives. So there are four questions that I want to share with you today. And if you got something to write with, I encourage you to jot this down. You can follow along in our app. And the first question is this, and that is, why do we exist? Now think about that. Why do I exist as an individual? Or why do we exist as a couple? Why do we exist as a family? In other words, what is our true purpose? Why am I even here? Why are we here you know, as a family? I think that's very important. In fact, that's one of the most fundamental basic questions of life. Most of us, in some point, in some way or another, we are trying to figure out the answer to that question, what is my purpose in life? And there are really two ways you can really discover that. One is through speculation. In other words, where you look at yourself or you look from within and you basically ask those questions of, well, what do I want to be? And what do I want to do? And what are my goals? And what are my dreams? And what are my aspirations? And notice where the focus is. The focus is on self. And the problem with that is, is that it's very misleading. And we typically, kind of like the jigsaw puzzle, find ourselves being incomplete and unfulfilled. Why? Because we never fully understand the picture of who we are meant to be and why we actually exist. Well, the other way is through what is referred to as revelation. So we can either look to speculation or we can look to revelation. Revelation is given to us by God. You see, when we put our faith and our trust in the person of Jesus and we know him as our Lord and Savior, guess what? He changes and transforms our heart. Because you see, wisdom is different than than the, the human knowledge. You see, wisdom is actually given to us by God and wisdom comes from the heart. Wisdom comes from knowing God and learning how to follow His divine guidance in our lives. And wisdom also comes from the Word of God. You see, if you want to know the will of God, then you got to go to the Word of God because that's where true wisdom comes from. And so it's very important that we realize that at the end of the day, we've got to understand who made us. You see, we were made by God and we were made for God. Until we understand that, life will never make sense. You see, if I handed you an invention and you had, you'd never seen it before and you had no idea you know, what it was, you wouldn't know what its purpose is unless you knew who created it, who invented it, or you had the owner's manual. Well, guess what? You didn't invent you. And because you didn't invent you, you don't have the ability to fully understand what your true purpose is in life. We have to look to God, the one who made us, the one who created us, because he is the one who not only invented us, but guess what? He's the one who has a plan and he has a purpose for our lives. So with that, Here's what's so important. Colossians 1, 16 says it this way. Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. You see, without God, life has no purpose. And when, when you don't have any purpose, then life has no meaning. And if life doesn't have any meaning, then life has no significance. And you ready for this? Has no hope that's worth living for. What a miserable place to be. So, the all-important question we have to begin with is, who am I and who are we as a family? 
Who are we as a couple? You see, the second question is this. Who do we want to become? I think this is so important. It builds off the first question, and that is, now that I know God, now that I have a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, then my primary goal in life should be to be conforming and to become more and more like the person of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 8, 29-30, it says it this way. Paul said, God knew what He was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love Him along the same lines as the life of His Son. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in Him. So I think it's important that we understand that we are made by God, that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and when we embrace that, then the question really becomes, okay, who do I want to become? Who do I want to become as a husband? Who do I want to become as a father? Who do I want to become as a, as a wife, as a mother? Who do I want to become as a brother or a sister? Who do I want to become as a son or daughter? What kind of person do I want to become? Well, I don't know about you, but I can speak for myself. I want to become as much like Jesus as I possibly can. I want my, my wife to see Jesus in me. I want my kids to see Jesus in me. I want people that I meet, people in the community, listen, you know, in, in the schools or at the workplace or wherever it might be. I want people to not see me. I want them to see Jesus in me and through me because I know a part of my purpose is to point people to Jesus. And I want them to see my marriage and I want them to see my kids and I want them to see my family and I want them to see us by seeing Jesus being lived out in us. You know, the Bible says it this way in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him and see that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth. You see, one of God's ultimate goals for, listen, for, 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 for you existing is so that you can become more and more like his son. And how do we do that? We do that by ultimately growing in our character. You know what character is made of? It's made up of, of our habits. You show me a person's habits and I'll show you who that person is becoming. So God is more concerned about your character than he is your comfort. And so often when the focus is on ourselves, we're, we're looking out for ourselves, aren't we? We're looking for our comfort or what satisfies ourself and what brings pleasure to ourself. And that can often be a very misleading and miserable way to live because we find our joy in Him. We find our purpose in Him. And as we become more and more like the person of Jesus, I'm here to tell you, it changes everything. It shifts our perspective and we now have a desire to grow and become, to reach our potential when it comes to who God has made us to be. When uh, our girls started getting interested in boys, you know, I, uh, they would try to convince me how cute he was or how hot he was or what a fun personality he had or how smart they were, what a great athlete they were, how popular they were. All that was great and good. 
But you know what mattered to me? You know what the number one question I had? Is I wanted to know who is this boy? I want to know what is his character like? I want to know, listen, where is his faith? What kind of foundation does he have? At the end of the day, what are his habits? Because I want to know who he is becoming. Because I want my girls to, listen, to be hooked up with a guy who is all about Jesus and who wants to reflect Jesus in every area of his life. Come on, can I get an amen from some moms and dads and some grandparents out there? Because listen, that's what we all pray for, right? And I think that's important that we all understand those important questions. Number one, why do we exist as a family? Why do we exist as a couple? Why do I exist as an individual? And the second question is, who do I want to become? Who do we want to become in our marriage as a husband and wife? Who do we want to become as a family in our family relationships? You know, for me, I know my wife Michelle and I, we've prayed very, very hard through the course of the years as we got to thinking about our children and who we wanted to become as a family. And here was our end goal. It's laid out right here in 3 John 1, 4. And I love this verse of scripture. It says, I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. You know, I could hang my hat right there because as a dad, you know, that's something we've worked hard and we've sown into and invested in because we've wanted our children more than anything else. We just wanted them to be lovers, lovers of Jesus and to, to be able to live a life that ultimately fulfills His purposes in them and through them. It's a part of our existence. It's why we do what we do. And I pray that that is your desire as well. The third question is this, where are we going? So it's, it's, it's asking the question, you know, you know um, ultimately, what, why am I here? You know, what, what is my purpose? It's who do I want to become? And then where are we going? You see, this is all about direction. This is all about understanding the vision and the direction that God has for my life. I like what Zig Ziglar, the late great Zig Ziglar once said. He said, it's just as hard to reach a destination you don't have as it is to come back from a place you've never been. You see, direction, not intention, leads to your destination. You can have the best intentions in all the world, but listen, the direction of your life right now, wherever it's lead, wherever direction it's going right now, your direction, the choices that you're making, the things that you've said yes to, the commitments of your life, the habits that you form, the direction that you are currently going right now will ultimately take you to the destination that you're currently moving toward. And so it might be that maybe we need to change our strategy. It might, it might mean that we need to do a, a course correction and we need to go in a different direction. And here's the reason why that's so vitally important. Because in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and I'm going to share this in the message paraphrase translation. So Paul said it this way. He said, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you now. He said, take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. And this is so important. Listen to this. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture 
that you fit into it without even thinking. But instead, fix your attention on God. And then notice, you'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, who's always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, well, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. That is such a powerful couple of verses of Scripture. You know why? Because God's plan and purpose for those of us who know Christ is not to conform to the things of this world, but to be transformed and to be set apart and to live different from the norm. Listen, God wants us to stand out in our lives so that we become light in a world that has been tainted by darkness. And so the question for us, you know, as a family, I know for my family, and the question for you in your marriage and your family relationships is, where are you going? And what steps do you need to take that's going to help you get there? You see, as I stated at the very beginning, today's families need more than prayer. They need a lot of prayer. But I think what they even need now more than ever is an actual plan. And that's the reason why you need to get rooted in the local church. That's the reason why, listen, being a part of a small group is so vitally important. It's the reason why getting your kids and in our children's ministry, like Life Kids, is so vital. And like our Move student ministry is so vital. You know why that's important? Let me tell you why that's important. Because it allows you as a family and as a husband or wife or as an individual to have a sense of oneness, a sense of purpose, a sense of alignment. It gives you a sense of direction because we are all moving in the same direction, moving towards being transformed and set apart so that our lives are being different than all the things that the world is embracing as normal. Listen, I don't know about you, but normal doesn't work for me anymore. Normal is no longer attractive to me. I don't want to be normal because normal doesn't work. I want to be transformed. Listen, I, want to, I don't want to spend all my time and energy trying to conform to what everybody else is doing or what the world is trying to squeeze us into. I want to be transformed in my marriage, transformed in my family relationships. I want to be set apart so that we can become most blessed because we have a vision and we're moving in a direction that honors God in every area of our lives. And so the questions are very, very important. And that is, number one, and that is, who do we, who, excuse me, why do we exist? Number two, who do we want to become? Number three, where are we going? And number four, how are we going to get there? Seth Godin, a great leadership and great author, a leadership expert and author says it this way, the way we choose to get to where we're going defines what it's going to be when we actually get there. I think that's so good. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says it this way, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on Him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision you make. So I don't know about you, but I just know, for me speaking, that I need divine wisdom to help me get 
to where I need to go in my marriage and in my family relationships. I cannot figure it out on my own. We need God's help. And that's why we got to surround ourselves with people who share that same desire, who once again can help us get to where God wants us to go. Proverbs 16, 9, it says it this way, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So the question is, ask yourself, is what I'm doing today, spiritually, morally, relationally, is what I'm doing today going to get me closer to where I want to be tomorrow? And if you can't answer that question, if you, of what, whatever it is you're doing today is not helping you get to where you want to go tomorrow, spiritually, morally, or perhaps relationally, then maybe you need to make some changes in the steps that you need to take when it comes to moving in the direction that God has purposed for you to go. So let me wrap this up by saying several things that we can do. Because when we think about those four all important questions, then the question is, okay, well, how do I apply this? In other words, how do I start with the end in mind? How do I get a vision? How do I make all this work? Well, those four questions are are really designed to help you, you know, I think long and hard and and really understand where you are and what steps you need to take to get you to start moving the direction that God wants you to go. But here are three application points that I just want to give you today. And first and foremost is this, we have to define our mission and our vision for our marriage and our family. You see, a vision is a preferred preferred picture. It's what could be and it's what should be in our minds and in our hearts. And therefore, when you understand your mission, which is why you exist, your purpose, okay, now your vision for your life and your vision for your marriage and your vision for your kids and your future now begins to take shape. Here's what vision will do and and, and mission will do for your life and for your family. It will provide passion. It it will provide motivation for you. It will provide direction. And ultimately, it gives you a sense of purpose. You see, a person or a couple or a family who doesn't have a vision or a picture of their future, listen to this, will always revert to their past. That's the reason why I said at the very beginning, when people lose their why, they ultimately will lose their way. I see it all the time as a pastor. I see a lot of couples who will come to me when the marriage, the relationship has drifted. They're not where they could be. They're not not where they should be. They had a preferred future at one point, but somehow, some way, what happened? They lost sight of the box top. They lost sight of the picture of who they were trying to become and what their ultimate purpose was. You see, what happens is we get focusing on our careers and we get focused on all the things that we want to do, our agenda, right? And what happens is, is those things suddenly become our greatest priority over God's priority. And what we got to do is we got to get back to the basics. And we got to ask these all important questions of ultimately, what do we want to be known for? So I would encourage you to spend some time in thinking that through as an individual, as a couple, as a family, define your mission, define your vision. In fact, I'm going to help you. 
fact, Michelle and I are going to start a Facebook group on Thursday night, this next Thursday night. We want to invite you to be a part of a private Facebook group. So you have to join this Facebook group. We're actually going to walk you through a lot of these steps. We're going to experience this journey together in the coming weeks. And what we're going to do is we're going to unpack a lot of this. And it's going to give you a community of people to engage with. You can find encouragement with one another. And so I want to encourage you, you can go to our to our digital worship guide, to our link tree there on our social media. You can also get the, uh, the link to this private Facebook group there uh, on our website. I just want to encourage you, sign up, make this a priority, and let's journey together as we learn how to begin unpacking and applying a lot of these things in our lives. So we have to define our mission and vision. And then number two, we got to write it down. It's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to actually write it. And why is this so important? In Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet, to, is yet for the appointed time. And if it hastens towards the goal, it will not fail. If it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. What was that writer saying? What was Habakkuk, the prophet, trying to help us understand? And that is this. If things aren't where they could be, if things aren't where they should be in our lives, in other words, if things could get better, if there's room for improvement, okay, well, stay true to the vision. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Don't walk away. You know, like the box top, once again, remind yourself of the vision. Remind yourself of the preferred future. Remind yourself of who you want to become. Ask yourself, how do we need to get there? What steps do we need to start taking to help us get back in the direction that God has for our lives? Well, that's why it's so important that you write down your vision. Here's why this is so important. When you write down your mission, your vision, it will help you because it will force you to clarify, number one, what you want. It will also motivate you to take action. It will also provide a filter for other opinions, excuse me, for other opportunities. You see, the greatest enemy to the best things in life are the good things in life. You see, a good thing can become a bad thing if it keeps you from the best thing. And that's the reason why when you have a clear mission and vision and you've written it down and you keep it in front of you and you go over and over time and time again, it's going to help you stay on point. Another reason why it's so important is because it will help you overcome resistance. We got to remind ourselves the enemy wants you to fall and to fail. He wants you to give up and throw in the towel. He wants you to be incomplete like the, like the, like the, like the puzzle. But don't Give in, resist the evil one. And we can do that effectively when we know our vision, we've got it written down, and we are staying true and faithful to that. Another reason why that's important is because we can also celebrate our progress. We can celebrate our wins when we see growth, when we see greater sense of intimacy, when, when the lines of communication are open. And, and listen, we're, we're healthy. We have a healthy culture in our marriage, a healthy culture in our 
family, the way we talk with one another, the way we relate to one another, the way we treat one another. Listen, all of these things can actually be life-giving when we have a divine, clear picture of where we're going and we've got it in front of us and we remind ourselves of that because listen, God speaks, ready for this? At the end of your pen. And when we write it down, it is a way to have God's divine revelation in front of us at all times so that we can remind ourselves this is who we are, this is where we're going, this is who we are becoming, and this is God's plan and purpose for our marriage and for our family relationships. And then the third thing is this. This is why it's so important that we start with the end in mind. Again, we define our mission and vision. We write it down. We keep it in front of us at all times. Okay? The reason why it's so important because vision leaks. Trust me, vision leaks. But the third thing is, is we have to start living it out. I love what Paul said, and I'll close with this in Philippians 1.6. It says, I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. You know what that means? That means in our lives and in our marriages and in our family relationships, we are all a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. You're a work in pro progress. Nobody's got it figured it out and figured out and nobody has arrived. On this side of heaven, we will all be continuously growing and conforming and adapting and changing and becoming who God has created us to be. Can I just say this? Your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something that you do, but someone who you raise. Now, I heard someone would say the other day that we can't change a generation, but we can raise up a new generation. And my prayer is that through this series, Family Matters, and we will get back to some vital, important principles and truths that's going to help guide us and shape us and ultimately set us up for success so that we can have strong, healthy, life-giving, and God-honoring relationships with the Lord and with each other. I want us to bow our heads together in prayer. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, can I just say that, you know, if you're watching today and and, and, and maybe you're a follower of Jesus. You know him as your savior. Maybe you're watching this together as a couple. And maybe you're not where you could be or you should be. Maybe you've gotten off course. Maybe you've had some, some drift in your own life. Well, I just wanna share with you that, you know what? God's mercies are fresh and new each and every day. And God's, God wants to meet you right where you are. He hasn't left you, hasn't abandoned you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And he just wants to have that intimate, close relationship with you. And maybe today you just need to renew your heart. You need to renew your marriage. You need to just recommit your heart back to him, back to his purposes, back to his vision for your life. And some of you here today, maybe you're watching this and you think, oh man, that's what's missing in my life. I'm incomplete. You're talking about not knowing your purpose. or oh, I've always struggled because I really don't understand that God has something better for me. 
Well, I want you to understand that God has a plan and he has a purpose for you. He made you, he loves you, and he wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you. And if that's your need, would you pray this prayer in your heart? You can say something like this. Just say, dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner and I turn from my sin. And today by faith, I believe that Jesus died on a cross and he arose again. And today I'm inviting him to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hey, if you prayed that prayer just then and, and in your heart you were sincere, in your heart you meant it, would you do me a huge favor? If you're watching our website right now, watching through our website, would you just click the I Decided button there? Or if you're watching maybe on Facebook, just type I Decided. We want to send you a little booklet we put together called Rethinking Life Every Day. And it will help you really start laying a, a healthy, strong foundation in your spiritual journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, listen, I pray that today's message has challenged you. Don't forget to sign up for our Facebook private group that Michelle and I are going to be leading next Thursday night. It's going to be an incredible time as we journey through these issues together. And again, today's families need more than prayer. We need a plan. And we're going to start walking through and how to apply this plan in our everyday lives. We love you guys. Have an amazing rest of your week. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.